It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Good evening and welcome to the Chels. We are no longer a club in crisis. Someone else has got that mantle this week and it ain't us. And that's because we've just been amazing this week. Win, win, win. That's all we do. And anyway, to discuss that, we have the wonderful, the illustrious Mr. Journo himself, Mr. Robert Ray. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I've got a little injury in my car from running a half marathon yesterday. Other than that, I'm fine. Well, why much would like you... the rest of the much like our team, as, as as it turns out. Okay, so why would you run a half marathon? Because I'm an idiot. Okay. Because I'm 50, 52 years old and I want to try and keep fit, but there you go. 52, don't you look well on that. Oh, oh, too kind, oh, too kind. You, flattery will get me everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be quite a bit to discuss because we've got games that we've just had gone, we've got the women's football, we've got uh games coming up it's all just football 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 and here to have a chat with us about it all is hurry up it's only a pound mr dave johnston where is he where is he where is he hurry up dave hurry up dave this is embarrassing maybe he's out flogging the old fanzine out, out the that old will be it. station that's what i reckon we don't know where dave is we keep getting these sort of messages like i'm just coming out of the station now and then he's not here so we're hoping that he's going to actually turn up in the next few minutes but um we haven't found him yet and we've been waiting for hours so we thought we'd better get on and start telling you all the chelsea news and swap our ideas so robert uh, i guess we should go back to last week um caribou cup caribou cup caribou is it caribou it's or is definitely it ca- no it's the caribou cup okay. they are going to carry that cup in on the head of a caribou on the horns of a caribou alive or dead oh definitely alive oh well that's good oh yeah you know because i'm into my my conservation so a live caribou that's going to cause a mess on the pitch isn't it oh absolutely well not more of a mess than say if spurs were playing but you know obviously. oh i like it hey as a spurs dig that's just for ollie our engineer and on that note we just have to cut to this sort of word about 
gambling. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net. We're back. Dave's still not here. In fact, I'm just going to give him a call. He's only the latest man in the universe. Well, yeah, of course we're on. He's coming, he's mouthing. Are we on? Yeah, we're on, Dave. We have been for ages. Anyway, thanks ever so much. That's been the Chelsea Podcast, and that's been Robert Ray and Dave Johnston. Thank you. Good night. It's been my pleasure. See you later. You, you were better than ever. How are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm all right, late, as always. Sorry well, about as that, always, guys. I don't know. Gary Hayes has been the latest man on this podcast, but you've won in astounding fashion today. As late as a Bachelor winner. Oh, yeah, no, I can't be that late. Well, you know, there we go. Well, we've just uh, wound the clock back to last week, and we're we're just talking about the Caribou or Caribou or Carabao. I'll just call it the League Cup myself. Oh, you're so old school, that's Dave. Very, yeah, yeah, that's very straightforward, isn't it? Very pedantic. But it is. Not even the Milk Cup. No, the League Cup. Carling Cup. What other names has it had? Oh, my God. Uh, the Carling Cup? Oh, we yeah, we had the that. Carling Cup. Oh, God. The Milk the Cup, others. the Little Woods Cup, the oh, Dave. EFL something or other. The EFL. The EFL. No, that well, says it all, doesn't it, really? Anyway, there we were in the Cup last week um, against Everton, the mighty Everton um who uh of course had got rid of their manager and i hear that perhaps they may have had to reprint the po- programs last week because of course they'd done a whole thing with ronald Koeman in it nice yeah it so had, that's got to be a disaster in it did but didn't have the whole match had banana skin for us written all over it because you know sort of a club in a club in crisis in um in in parentheses um Lost their manager. Who were they? Who were they going to sort of up their performance again and, and get and get a much needed win against? Well, it had to be Chelsea, didn't it? Because that's what we do. That's in our DNA as a club. That's what we do. But thankfully, didn't quite happen. I don't know. I, I, everybody listening, I was late, so I don't know whether we've talked about this or not. I probably talked about it last week, but that. Crystal Palace result was typical Chelsea. Absolutely. We were I'm just afraid. saying that before we, we came on, that actually, if there's a game we're probably going to lose at home this season, it'll probably be Palace as well. Um, Palace, 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 they won't win another game all season. I, I confidently predict that, except when they play us again. Yeah, there, there's something. They've become a bogey side. They never used to be, but in the last several years, they've become a real problem side for us. Why do you think that is, Dave? Well, they had um, Zahar back, I think, apart from uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, I think. They always have Zahar back. Whenever they play us, they always have Zahar back. They never play us without him. It's ridiculous. You know, other other clubs get to play Palace without Zahar, or or he never turns it on. He always turns it on against us. Yeah, he does. Well, anyway, it was one of those, it's gone. That was when we were in crisis. Now we're not. We're in recovery. In fact, beyond recovery, I'd say. So, I mean, the cup game, it it was a funny old game. Um, you know, we were talking about the fact there was actually quite a lot of empty seats um, against Everton. Um, but it was a strange old night. Um, I think there were touts left outside with handfuls of tickets, which, of course, drives me nuts that they've got them in the first place. But if there's but, going to be touts, let them be left with handfuls of tickets and serve them right. So Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, it was a very strange old game. And, um, you know, how did you see it? Well, I thought... It wasn't an exciting game. We weren't at our best. We weren't brilliant. We didn't look out of control of the game at any point, I don't think. I didn't 
Evan didn't do much for me, except in the I think the last was it the last ten minutes when they st- when they started coming well, forward. I tell you where I for me where it changed was when um, their their young kid went steaming into Ampadu and he he rocketed him right up in the air. How that wasn't a yellow card at least I'll never know. Let alone that it wasn't even blown for a foul. But that tackle where Ampadu, who I will get to in a minute, you know, took it and was left sprawling. That changed Everton's dynamic, and that it was all—it was typical Unsworth. He said in the second half, you know, you got to go get stuck into him, and and he really did. I think it was about the third or fourth blood and guts tackle in a row as well. I mean, on Ampadu, uh, oh, not just on him. There was another one on—I forget who. Uh, might have been Willian. I can't remember. But there, there were about three or four, one after another, and that one was the was was the culmination. And when that wasn't given as a free kick, I think Everton thought they had license to just charge charge forward and charge into us and they did for a little bit but not for very long really no i mean they had far more chances than i would like them to have had but it's been that case i mean we talked about this last week the 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 problem with the chelsea team at the moment with the injuries is not for me it's not really the defense it's not really the attack the midfield has just been left imbalanced you know you're getting fabregas and and people playing in in positions which aren't their normal positions, bless him. You know, I mean, and he puts everything into every game. Uh, it drives me nuts that he gets any sort of, you know, grief from people. But, you know, that's been the main area of concern has been the midfield because Bakioko, bless him, has been left on his own um, quite a lot. And he obviously needs a, a partner to direct him and get him playing the football we need him to play. You know, he's used to the French League. It's a completely different game. It's going to take him a year to get used to it over here. And But for me, he looks like he's got everything about him. He just needs someone strong behind him to order him about. That's Bakayoko always gives the ball away, as uh, as I think the song has been changed to. Yeah. Well, Which is a little unfair. And yeah, I, I, but he's only been giving it away since we haven't had Angolo. Exactly. Right. And as the lyric goes, it's together with Angolo. I mean, you know, well, okay. specifically says that, says that. So, you know. so, so what do we think, though? Because the great thing about last Wednesday, for me, the, there were a lot of really good things to come out of it. And sometimes you don't have to play particularly well to have really positive things come out of that game. And I thought, go on, Dave. I think um, Danny Drinkwater was a great buy, and I think he's going to be all right. We need somebody like him who's, he's one of the, well, he's, going to be Chelsea's English geezer who can like rough it up a bit himself if he has to and uh, he's going to he's going to be alright we need a bit of that he played an awful lot better than I was expecting I think when we bought him I was a bit sort of um, downbeat about it because I thought it was um, I thought it was trading down from Matic but having seen him seen him play in our midfield yeah he looks alright he, he looks the business he looks as if he fits in um, his passing was great. Um, yeah, no, he was good. And Ampadu was also an- another plus, I thought, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, you know, drink water, um, it was great to see him because you got sight of him and you didn't get sight of him as the Leicester player. This is a, a boy, obviously, they've had to get right. Um, and I think in that time, they've taught him the Chelsea way because he kind of stepped in and got <coughs> what he was meant to be doing. You know, his job was really... He, in a way, he was a bit of the water carrier, wasn't he? He was getting the ball, he was passing it sideways, backwards, but finding a blue shirt. And he was reconnecting those lines that got lost over the last few weeks. I, I thought he had a really good game. Um, as usual, I was saying it during the game, how good I thought he was playing. And then he sprayed a 35-yard pass to nowhere or did this. But on the whole, look, you know, this is like his first game of the season. 
you know, and he already looks as though he's got a Chelsea feel about him. He looks, I, I say this about players, when you see them the first time, you suddenly go, he looks good in Chelsea blue. And I think he did. Um, I think he's got something about him. And then as for Ampadu, sorry, that kid, how old is he? He's so composed for 17. I mean, and the club obviously, obviously like him. I mean, t- two starts when he, he can't have been expecting either of. Well, no, one start and one sub appearance, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he can't have really been expecting to be in for, in a, in the first team, even for the Caribou Cup. Yeah. I mean, um, my, there is only one problem with him, is he does look as though he should be in the level in the levelers at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, but but boy, he looks like he looks like he's got something about him, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, what I was saying, you know, that tackle that flattened him. A lot of young kids have gone, you know what, I'm not sure I fancy this. He got up and he made a tackle within a minute and a yeah, half. Got of up, that. didn't complain either. No. But, you know, amazing. What do you think of him, Dave? Yeah, he looks good. Does, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, and again, you ju- you just see when you see, you know, I, I really hate all this stuff that gets thrown at Chelsea that, oh, well, you know, you just go out and buy big names. You don't bring youth along. Well, actually, we went out and bought a youngster there. And you can see why. Because we bought him. He didn't go straight out on loan. Something was seen by quite a few of them there. And they thought he could possibly do something in and around the squad this year. And they kept him. And it's, it's obviously been very calculated, hasn't it, from Conte, everything, this, this, this squad. He knew that we weren't going to get eight signings. We got five. I think we were two or three light. But that happens sometimes in transfer windows. So he's, he's made us realise, by picking these guys, that we got some very interesting youngsters about Ampadu. I mean, Christensen, if he doesn't become a future England captain, I have no idea who will. Yeah, he's fantastic. But, see, Christensen's an example of Chelsea's loan system working. Doesn't it, you know, people, especially on social media, I only go on one and that's Twitter. And, uh, you know, the ground's bad enough. But on Twitter, there's 500,000 footballers that are better than the 11 playing for Chelsea. There's 500,000, however many Twitter followers follow Chelsea who think they're a better manager than Antonio Conte. But, you know, and a lot of people do say bring on the youth. But the trouble with it is, when Chelsea are playing well, which first 11 player would you drop to bring in somebody from the youth that's all that is always a big difficulty but Christensen going away on loan play for a top German club for a couple of years he's learnt the game and he, he can play anywhere and that is why Chelsea do send players out on loan they think they've got they might have someone who can make it doesn't always work out but at the moment there's not quite enough space for you in the first team squad go out somewhere else and play regular football and then we'll see what happens and that's what's happened to him it's been fantastic yeah and and to be fair you know Chelsea is a club that is of a large size we can't afford for young players to learn on the Chelsea clock unfortunately you know gone are the days where you know I remember seeing Graham Lasso as a kid running out for Chelsea and he was able to get a few games and things you could watch him develop we're not at that level anymore. We're, we're competing on every front. And you look what happens. If we have a, a, a down week, we're suddenly, you know, far removed from where we want to be. You know, like losing three games a season and the distance between us and Man City is not a good place to be. 
So we need to be up to the mark all the time, and they just don't have time to learn on the Chelsea clock. So I, I think we have a, a really, really good system where, okay, some of those players don't make it as Chelsea players, but invariably they become good enough for somebody else, yeah. and we make money out of them. Yeah. And if people don't like that as a business model, well, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. Yeah, well, look, we all want to see 11 players on the Chelsea side that we've watched playing at the club since they were eight. It just doesn't work like that. I think having... Obviously, Christensen has played excellently since he came in, and he's a wonderful, wonderful player. Um, my worry is that fans these days have a tendency to sort of eulogise about young players when they're not in the side and say, why aren't you picking him? Why aren't you picking them? And then a couple of games in, you know, they make a mistake and suddenly they're, they're, they're rubbish. Now, that's interesting, I think, for Christensen because getting back to the Everton game, he was actually at fault for the, for Everton's goal. You know, he, he made a wild kick, you know, when, he, when all he had to do was sort of, you know, stand there and let, and let their striker striker get in. Now, that's okay. He, he, you know, he can afford one or two of those before, you know, the, the idiot fans get on his back, but he can't afford too many of them and that's, that's a problem, I think. Um, <coughs> yeah. I think he's, I mean, I think he's good enough to be, you know, the regular, the regular centre-back by the end of the season quite easily. Yeah, but, you know, he... But he's got to be, he's got to have some sort of protection from people coating him off for, you know, making the odd mistake. Well, that's the Chelsea fans. People, but people make mistakes. That's yeah, what they people do. Are, and, you know, it gets to, this is what gets me. I was, I was going on about this earlier on. Um, it gets me when people sort of, this is one of our favourite topics on the podcast, is, is, is Gary Cahill. And people will coat Cahill for one mistake or, you know, two mistakes or whatever. He's going to make mistakes. And so is Christensen. And so are the other players, because that's what they do. They're footballers. They're not, you know, they're not automatons. Yeah, that's, it's true. And, you know, point and order, you know, cup games are kind of weird for me at, at Chelsea because you get a lot of the non-regulars in on cup nights and they're, they're all really eager, bless them, to get involved in the game. But sometimes, some of the things you hear, and there were people around me who, you know, going, Musondo, I love him, he's great, whatever. You know, they're going on about how great he was. He didn't actually have a very good game. And by half time or whatever, the, the poor kid was getting absolutely coated by people around me. And I can't stand it because actually, if he only did one thing, that one thing was crossing such a great ball for Rudiger to score from. And he saw the kid's got a certain amount of class. Of course he's got to learn. You know, this is a step up from Forrest. You know? I think my son is a, a case in point. You're right. There were people, people at the ground who were coating him after, you know, after a bit. On Twitter as well, you know, you see the comments coming in, oh, he's rubbish, you know, sort of, um, he's not as good as he's cracked up to be. That's one poor game. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's had, what, two starts? And it wasn't even that poor. He just didn't really get involved or find a way to put himself about, you know. And, and it does drive me mad. It, you know, I think we're, all three of us are saying the same thing. But for me, I think, you know, it's more time under his belt. Uh, and I think that that's all he can say. We did a job, you know. It, it and was, one, so one other thing as well, how good was that second goal? Yeah, I mean, but you're, you're starting to see this, aren't you? So there, are, there are certain things that happen in every game on the whole we do something that is so classy, uh, you know, that you, you just can't believe you've just witnessed it. So I think the, I think the problem is last season we were doing it on a regular basis. This season, maybe not so much. But, you know, we only need one or two a, a game. As long as, it, you know, as long as we win games, that's fine. That's true. And on that note, we cut to this commercial break. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back. So, yeah, cup game, job done, move on, weekend, Bournemouth away. Now, 
I was saying to somebody, I thought this had one of those feels of it could be dodgy, it could be a bit of a problem with Jess sort of getting back into gear. It wasn't like that, really, was it? I you thought, were, you went, I take it, yeah, Dave. I thought, Chelsea, I thought Chelsea played very well, to be honest with you. As I used to say, when I was a professional footballer, there's no easy games. And, um, you know, Bournemouth's proved themselves they can, you know, they've had some good results at Dean Court and, um, or the Vitality Stadium, whatever it's called now. But, um, always going to be a tough game. Uh, they had half of Chelsea playing for them after all, didn't they? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, it, we, we were in control. It was actually the, the, the one thing you would say that was annoying about it. That we didn't score more. Yeah, exactly. And I think it must be driving Conte nuts, don't you think? Never look, though, as if we're going to lose or no. even not win, effectively. No. I mean, from the moment from the moment Hazard scored that goal, that was that was it, game over, really, I thought. I, I don't... I mean, they were worse first half than they were second half, Bournemouth, but um, they didn't really look as if they had a clear how to break us down at all. No, they didn't. No. I mean, we, we, we were solid. And you, you do feel as, as though if they had got, got back in the game, we'd have probably gone on and upped it a bit and concentrated. We do play like we're 4-0 up at times when we're only 1-0 up. There are some amazing flicks and tricks going on. But, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, we'll score if we really need to, but I'm not sure we do. Do you know what drives me crazy? Playing, never mind playing when, like that when we're 4-0 up, passing about at the back when we're like losing 1-0, you know. Well, yeah, the, uh, the passing about is our is our style under Conte, isn't it? That's that's yeah, that's know, what we but do. I think they do too much of it, to be honest with you. You know, it's right across the face of the goal, and I think you're right. Going, I think I think you're right, and I think what when I when I'd like to see us stopping it is when we're being sort of hard pressed up. You know, when when a team plays a you know a, a big four press on us, pushing us back, they're they're crowding out our full backs or our wing backs exactly. as they get the ball. And we continue to play that that that, that thing, and that, that's when it's under wrong. Pressure all yeah. the time, I think. But Bournemouth didn't do that, so we were okay. Yeah. You know, we that's were able right. to play it about in the in the in the yeah. But back the, three the Courtois happily. pushing it out to the fullbacks who are right on the goal line is nuts sometimes because it ends up getting back and he scrappily boots it away, which he could yeah. have done in the first place. Yeah, so exactly, it, it, it is something you have got to pick your moments, and they don't. I think they I don't. just think if the opposition's pushed that far forward, there's going to be space behind them. So okay, so let's play it over the top of them and see what happens. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's when you look at it and go, hold on, they've got three yeah. people up here. There's no one in that midfield. Exactly, and yeah. we've got players at the speed of Pedro, Morata. You know, these are fast players. You I know, they can Pedro's, they can get beyond a defence. Sorry, Rob, I think Pedro's absolutely fantastic. I thought he was brilliant last year till he got that injury. Yeah. Oh no, I, um, that was under Mourinho. Sorry. No, I th- I think Pedro is is just one of those players. You can see actually why he gets in pretty much every week ahead of William. Never stops running. Well, ne- neither does William, but William does something different. Pedro will get to the heart of the matter. And that's what I like about him. He runs straighter. William can turn this way, that way, whatever. Pedro just goes for it and then does something, a, a quick yeah. flick to the left or the right, and then he goes through. He, he, he is so incisive. It's either magic or rubbish, though, with him in that final ball. Yeah, it? totally. It, it, it's but, either a wonder goal or a sort of some yeah. defence-splitting pass, or it goes in Rosette. Yeah, but I love him. I, I'll have him at the start of every game. Pretty much. You're not so sure? No, I would. Um, certainly on last season's performances. I thought last season he was an absolute revel- revelation. The season before, I wasn't very keen at all because I, 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 it was, there was more rubbish than there was magic. Yeah, yeah but um, that's the season I'm talking about where he got that injury. I thought he just started playing well, found a, you know, a good run of form and then got that injury and 
yeah. wasn't quite the same when he came back, but he made up for it last season. And o- overall, he scored some. He scored some loads of goals for us, hasn't he? You don't expect him to. Yeah. But he, you know, he scored quite a few and a couple with his head, believe it or not. Yeah. No, I I, th- I think he's got something about him, and you know, it, it's interesting though. We we got through the game. Drink water. I, I think he's going to be. I think he is going to be all right for us. You know, I, I like seeing. I think the most play. interesting thing about the game was, I thought it was the first game where Hazard was really, not the first game he was on song, but the first game where he actually you know controlled the game pretty much from start to finish. Um, he's had good games this season, like the Atletico game and the Stoke game. But the Stoke game, he came on as a sub. This game, I thought, yeah, it, that 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 was that was a performance that was orchestrated by him, and that, that I like. You could almost say it's the first game he's really won yeah. for us. If it hadn't been for Hazard, we wouldn't have won that game. And that's the thing, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think more positives to come out of that game. Um, and, and we move on. It'd be interesting to see, you know, tomorrow night we've got Roma in the Champions League. But before we get to that, uh, we do actually have to send out some birthday greetings. Oh, no. Is it, are you not ready, Dave? Come on, hurry up. Dave's not ready because this is a surprise that Dave didn't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, isn't it your daughter's Sabina's it's my, it's my daughter Sabina's first birthday today and um, happy birthday darling we, uh, me Anna and George we love you very very much my prekrasnia Malinka Divichka Sabina Oh yeah, that's, that's very quality. nice. You many can, happy returns, to yeah. Thank many you. happy returns. And while I'm there, quick one for uh, Terry Fisk as well, who was, whose birthday was yesterday. He's not going to blow that's any kisses Sunday. to Terry, is he? No. Happy birthday, Terry! We'll make sure that the predictions this week are in your honour. She'll love that. She hates our predictions. Um, but um, okay, so so also the the other thing we should talk about is the women against the oval what how many goals there racking six goals six goals two for any which was fantastic lovely seeing her back and scoring especially well, after all this all, all the nonsense yeah you know we championed her on here and her calls when it was first started and um, wonderful to see her getting back to what she does she's, she's still she's sensational she's such a sensational striker and she always has been yeah i've never understood how she could have been frozen out of the england's um england's setup anyway no as a player i mean you look at what's there it's a pretty decent side, but it's better with her in it. Absolutely. So, yeah, well done, Annie. Well done, the girls. And well done, and Emma. I'm just going to take BBC Sport to task, who this morning said on, the, uh, on my own news programme, um, Chelsea joining Manchester City at the top. No, we're not joining Manchester City at the top. We are top. We're nine goals clear at the top on goal difference. Thank you very much, BBC Sport. Thank you very much. Well done. They will be cowering when they see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, hide under your desks. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. And well done, Emma. Uh, Emma Hayes, who's been on the show. We want to get her back on soon because she's, she's brilliant to talk football with. Really is. So uh, yeah, so we should go to Champions League after all of that. Uh, it's a big one, isn't it? Roma away tomorrow. I think Chelsea will be all right, to be honest with you. Do you think we'll win? Do you think we'll yeah, draw? Think we'll Do you win. think it's going to be signs that Kante we, may play? I tell you what, they? I don't think we'll win if we let Jacko have the freedom that we let him have at the, on the home tie. Um, I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah. comfortable at two 0 and then you know panic stations. But I think even though they, even though Roma came back 
to Lee 3-2, I didn't think Chelsea were going to lose it. They didn't look like they were going to lose it. They looked to me like they let it slip out of their hands and they didn't have quite enough time at the end to put it right. Yeah, well, I mean, we've let a few things slip this year and, you know, that happens. I still maintain it's a transitional year, this. We've said that in the past, but I think this really is. You know, we won the title last year, steadied the ship, but actually we're going up a level now because we've got to fight in the Champions League as well while trying to consolidate in the Premiership. I'm, I'm not sure we'll win it this year, um, but that's nothing to do with, oh, how great Man City are, because I, I don't really care about that. You know, they will have their rocky days like everyone else. I just think there's something going on there at Chelsea which hasn't been quite right and also, we've been, as I said last week, we've been getting injuries and we didn't get them last year. And I, I think we're having to sort of juggle a bit more. I think injuries is at the heart of why we played so badly in the home tie. You, you know, you, we had to shift David Luiz out to midfield because we had no midfielders. That means he's not in the central defence. And I would rarely, rarely play a European tie where I didn't have David Luiz in the central defence marshalling yeah. stuff because he is, he is the best at that level. Yeah. Um, and I think it showed against Roma as well because I mean I think that's why Jacko did have so much space. The defence weren't picking him up because Louise isn't organising. Yeah, exactly. But you know we'll see how it pans out in Rome. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I take it you'll be going, Dave. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> you're cutting it fine. When are you off? I'm going on the morning of the game, Tuesday morning. That's tomorrow morning. We can tell them that. Oh, okay. We're not tomorrow pretending morning. we're some mysterious day in the future. Um, but yeah, and then where you get back. What a corker that is on Sunday at four o'clock. Man, you. We can't afford to lose that one. And I think... No, we really can't. Do you know, I'm, I'm, they are... Mr. The, Mr. They are the top six side that I am less scared of facing than any of the others. Yeah, but Mr. I know Mr. they've played... Well, sorry. I know they've played... Um, I know they've played well this season. I know they're up there. I know they're second. Is it still they their second? they played all right. They played okay against Tottenham and stuff. But they don't... I don't think they have as much ability to hurt us as City, as Tottenham, um, even Liverpool, to be quite honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, you can see what's coming all the time. You know, I mean, they're very good at what they do, yeah. but I, I, I'm, I'm not, that doesn't scare me. No, it's true. What about you, Dave? We can't lose. Okay, but what are you going to say, Mr... Mr. Miserable? Mr. Miserable's going to set it up so we don't, they don't concede any goals. Yeah, I mean, we had a fantastic start last year. Less than a minute, his plans out the window, isn't it? Don't concede, you know, they'll go down, they've got to go forward. But, you know, he's. People were saying, I I didn't watch it, but I can believe it that people were saying he was set up not to lose to Tottenham yesterday. Yeah, he was set up for a 0 0. And And he's done the same. He did the same against, what, Liverpool? Yeah, he will Um, always do that. He will try. And make those points mean nothing. His theory is he'll get all the points against the lesser side. Uh, you can't sort... I mean, you, well, you can knock it because people do. But, I mean, it, it, it does win you leagues. He, do, he wins leagues. And the reason he does it is because he knows where you get the points, which is against the lower teams. And the, the, the top teams you neutralise. And that's fair enough. Yeah. And I don't think... You know, we, I don't think we've got any right complaining about it. No. You know, if he I, does that, then it's our, our duty oh, to yeah, break exactly. it down. Yeah, yeah, I'm not moaning about it. But I think that's the kind of game it's going to be. Is he going to be greeted with open arms on Sunday? I saw him a couple of weeks ago in Moscow, actually. Right. I know, um, you showed me the photo. Yeah. And uh, Um, you're not going to greet him? Are you going to go, hello, Jose? He could have smiled for that photo, couldn't he? 
Well, okay. Now you've got right to be angry with him. How dare he? Well, too I was going to say I was going to I was going to pull him up, but I thought I better have um, let my kid have his photo with him first before I say anything. By that time, you know. He'd run. Oh, well, if we're, if we're swapping Mourinho stories, he completely ignored me at the Tour de France two years ago. The, oh. I'm not going to say it, but I, it was when, you know, when they had the London stage. Yep. And I was, I went, I went to see the end of it and um, suddenly, you know, so well, Jose's going past. I'm like, wow, Jose. So I'm, you know, sort of, Jose, Jose, can I have a picture? Can I have a picture? Nothing. Walked straight past me. So, you know, he's, 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 he's nothing to me anymore. He's Did gone. he not recognise you? Well, he should have done, shouldn't he? Yeah, really. really? You know. God, blimey. Podcast fame and everything, you know. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm disgusted. Well, I'm not going to greet him either then, if he's been horrible to you two. You know, it's just not right. Okay, so, we, well, we should just um, get to the end of this podcast by having Terry Fisk's prediction time. And uh, let's get your thoughts on Roma first. Roma. Mm, okay, I think we will do okay. I think we'll scrape a draw. Two all. Two all. Three nil to Chelsea. Mad as anything. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, I can't beat that. Um, I'm going to go for. I think it's going to be less goals in the first game. I don't think Roma will set themselves up to allow us to score that many. I think we are going to nick it 2-1. That's what I think. Um, and I think Kante's going to score a 30-yard screamer. He only scores against Man United, doesn't he? And, and Roma. And Roma. Yeah. So, okay. And finally, predictions for Man U. Right. Well, I reckon, uh, like I say, Man United don't scare me too much. Which is probably, you know, sort of putting the kiss of death on it. But um, we're sort of over the hump with the injuries. You know, Kante's back, supposedly back for Roma, or if not back for Roma, then certainly back for Man United. Um, We've got a functioning midfield again. Um, The defence is back in its proper place. Morata presumably is one week fitter than he was uh, last week. So I reckon, yeah, 2-1. 2-1 to us. 2-1, okay. I'm going to have a bet on 3-0, but bizarrely... I think we're going to win 2-0. There you go. How your mind works with these things, no one will ever know. It's a mystery to me. It's a mystery to me. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to go for 3-2, Chelsea. Golf fest? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Get ready to enjoy this week. That's what I say. Well, thank you ever so much for chewing the fat, Robert, Ray. Been a pleasure. David Johnston. Humble apologies for being late. Um, I hope you've missed me as much as I missed you lot. See, the funny thing is, when you do these programmes, they don't really get a sense of how late you were. But he was really, really late. <laughs> and I've got right. to stay behind and do some extra work now <laughs> to make Absolutely. up for it. It's lovely to see you, Dave, as yeah. always. Thank you. Lovely to see you. Thank Good you. to see you back. Thank All you. right. Cheers. Hurry up. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To 
reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.